Welcome to the Overnight Trainer Podcast, where each week we talk about all things related to the world of learning and development, including facilitation, instructional design, sales enablement, and so much more. I'm your host, Sarah Canistra, and I'm an L&D strategist and career coach, and I'm here to take the guesswork out of becoming an L&D professional and show you how to unlock continued success in your learning and development career. I'm on a mission to quickly develop the next generation of L&D leaders who are looking to create meaningful and engaging learning experiences. So, if you're looking to transition into L&D for the first time, have found yourself accidentally in a training position, or are working up the ranks as an L&D professional already, you've come to the right place. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to another episode of the Overnight Trainer Podcast. I'm so happy you are here today, taking some time to focus on yourself and your own self-development. You know, especially in learning and development, one of the things that we often don't do is take care of ourselves and our own development, and we're always focused on everyone else. And I know in the education space, in the higher education space, or wherever you may be, you're probably also feeling that. So Thank you so much for being here and thank you for taking time to focus on you. Uh, and before we start, I want to give a shout out to one of my group coaching clients who just started her new role last week. You know who you are. And what's so great is that we started working together and on our consultation call, she got really super clear about wanting to get into the learning and development space, knowing that her calling was helping more people and helping deliver programs specifically around the onboarding piece of learning and development. And she just got super crystal clear, really put her head down and did the hard work. And within just a few weeks of the group coaching program, landed this incredible role that hit all of the targets that she wanted and she's going to have a huge hand in not only overseeing and helping with onboarding, but really being a huge part of that process. And so you know exactly who you are and I'm so proud of all the work and the just the deep work that you did and, and went into this and I just couldn't be more proud of, of her and everyone inside that group coaching container. I just, oh, just bursting at the seams, just thinking about how incredibly lucky I am. I did a LinkedIn post about it and I just have, I don't, I don't know, for some reason, the most incredible people within my group coaching programs, my one-on-one -on -one coaching, and I couldn't be more grateful for you all choosing me. Um, even those of you who aren't my one-on-one -on -one clients for choosing to listen to this podcast today. So thank you so much for, for being here and a lot's in store in 2022. I'll have some announcements over the next couple of weeks, I have talked about that uh, this month will be the last month I'm taking one-on-one -on -one career coaching clients for people who are looking to transition uh, into L&D or find a new career within the L&D space. Uh, as of this recording, it is Monday, October 11th. You'll hear this at least on October 12th, which is Tuesday. I have two spots left. I uh, filled three of them up last week. So make sure to grab your spot, uh, book that consultation. You can go to theovernighttrainer.com slash work dash with dash me and you can book a free consultation call there. Let's chat. Let's see if it's right for you. Um, and as you know, I am still accepting new clients into my old 
co group coaching program for a group mastermind, essentially for people who are brand new to learning and development. I've talked about that a couple of times. I'm going to do a whole podcast episode on that probably next week. So stay tuned. But information on that is also on that same web page. All right. Let's get started with today's episode. So it is a solo episode, uh, just you and me today, casually hanging out, talking about learning and development, uh, wherever you're listening from. I typically listen to uh, my podcast while I'm getting ready in the morning, washing my face, sometimes in the shower. Uh, so whether you're driving a car or you're in the shower or you're on a walk, hi. <laughs> so we're going to dive into the episode, which is all about marketing yourself. And I thought this was pretty timely because I have been having lots of consultation calls lately. I have a couple different programs that are rolling out and all of that fun stuff, as many of you know about. And the one question I always ask, and so if you've had a consultation call with me, you know this. If you have one coming up, you can be prepared. And uh, one of the questions I typically ask is, you know, what is what's an area that you really feel that you need support in? And the most common answer, especially now in the last couple of weeks, the answer I've been getting is, I need help marketing myself. And I know that personal branding and marketing and your resume and who you're connected with on LinkedIn and creating content and all of that stuff is so, so, so important. But I often see that people are missing the fundamental steps behind marketing. And if we actually go back to marketing principles and to sales principles, right? That's essentially what this is, right? It's marketing and sales. You're marketing yourself. You're selling yourself, right? That's what this really, truly boils down to. And so we look back at the fundamentals of marketing, right? It's really, really important to do two things. Right. It's to the first part is to identify your product. Right. What are you marketing? And the second part is to who are you doing that to? And so when we look back at how it relates to the job search, it's really important. Right. When we look at the, the product and the who, it's essentially figuring out what is that right role. Right. The product is you. So what what what's your kind of area of expertise or how are you going to present yourself? Right. You are the product. And the audience really comes from understanding what that right company looks like, for who, right? For the recruiters and the hiring managers of these companies, what's my target demographic and target audience? And so a lot of people say, I need help with that. I need help with my resume. And I often, when I start working with people, I am very upfront. You know, we take a pause on that, right? It's going to take us a week or two weeks or sometimes three weeks to get to the point of creating your resume because we have to do the work and figure out your niche. And I know some of you are rolling your eyes. So you're like, oh, here she goes again talking about the niche. But it's so, so, so important, right? Because the reality is if we don't figure out what our niche is, we are then we have no idea. There's no there's no north star as to what we're actually marketing. You have to have a product. Not having a niche is essentially like someone coming to you and saying, "Hey, Joe, here's a box. There's something inside of it. It's really great and awesome and cool, but I'm not telling you I can't tell you what it is, but I need you to market it." 
Who's going to buy that, right? I can't tell you what's inside. I promise you it's cool. I promise you it's awesome, right? That's exactly what we're doing when we don't figure out what our niche is. And we go and we say, but hire me anyways. Like here, here I am. Here's a general, very broad, vague resume of all the 100 million things I've done. Here's several pages of it, right? But we haven't gotten clear, right? It's essentially giving recruiters a, a closed box and saying, I'm inside. Why can't you? You can't, you don't see, you can't see past all of this. And so getting super, super clear in your niche really helps you sell yourself and market yourself in a way that is clear to other people. So for example, you know, I have people that say, come to me and say, you know, I want to be in learning and development and they apply to anything and everything that says learning and development on it. But if you want to be a learning experience designer, right, if that's what you figure out that your niche is in that area of content create curation or problem solving and, you know, end to end experience, you need to have a resume that that really, really showcases that. Right. So when you go out there and you're marketing yourself right, with that resume, with that LinkedIn that matches that as well, you're very, very clear to your audience as to what they are quote unquote buying. No human here is for sale. Need to disclaim that, I think. But it's really, really important. It's kind of like thinking about it in terms of, you know, when we have these vague resumes or these vague LinkedIn profiles, or we are vague in and of ourselves in interviews, it's essentially like a recruiter walking into a giant department store, right? If they're looking for just one thing and they're in the world's biggest Macy's, Right? It's frustrating. Oh, okay. I can't figure I'll just order it online. Right? How many of you have done that? You're like, oh, okay. This is just, it's too overwhelming. There's too much going on here. Too much noise. Right? What you want to be when it comes to marketing yourself, you want to be a boutique. Right? Where can I go right, that I can get someone who has the skills of problem solving, end-to-end -end user experience, project management, project planning, instructional design, whatever it may be, right? You are essentially creating yourself and marketing yourself as a specialty store, as a boutique, right? You don't want to be the Macy's. You want to be that small boutique store where a recruiter can walk in, see exactly what they need, buy it, and walk out. Right. So they can you come right into their applicant tracking system. They read your resume. Bing, bang, boom. This is exactly who I need. I'm going to reach out to them or they come across your LinkedIn profile. Yep. Here we go. This is the person I'm looking for. They came up in my search because they had all the right terms. This is exactly what I'm looking for. Right. So we have to think about it in terms of these. You don't want to be the big box store. You want to be that specialized boutique. And so knowing your niche helps you do that. You cannot do it without knowing your niche. It's so incredibly challenging to do that. And what happens is we then, if we skip that step, and I see people do it all the time, and we do the spray and pray, or I call it the sp spaghetti at the wall, and we go into it, and I see it over and over again. Oh, it's okay. I'm just going to apply and, and see what happens and see what happens. And if I don't get it, it's okay. It's okay. And the reality is it doesn't feel okay. Will it be okay? Absolutely. Does it feel okay? Absolutely not. I have a group coaching client. She knows exactly who she is, and I'm sure she's listening to this and kind of be laughing out loud, right? But who said, I'm just, I'm just gonna go, I'm gonna start applying, right? Didn't finish the niche work, you know, was kind of getting to a point, a, a breaking point in it and saying, I'm just gonna start applying. 
And I said, all right, you know, just be careful of that because you can get into that vicious cycle of, you know, once you apply and it's not aligned with your niche, you're most likely going to get rejected. And what happened? She got rejected and it didn't feel good. And it was really upsetting and frustrating as it should be. And so again, going back to it from a marketing lens, until you're crystal clear on your niche, what area of learning and development, what skills, interests are that you bring to the table for a specific type or types of roles, right? Until you are clear on that, you can't market it, right? It's inside that that black box. You don't know what that is. Even if you can only give people a glimpse of it, right? You're not gonna you're not gonna go to the Apple store and they say, oh, the new phone, you know, I, we can't show it to you, but we promise it's really great. It's inside this box, you know, but we can't tell you anything else about it. You can't look at it, you can't touch it. We can't tell you what it looks like or what kind of uh, capabilities it has, but we promise it's really cool, right? Again, very few people are going to actually buy that. And so same principle goes here, getting super, super crystal clear on your niche. I do have a guide to help you figure this out. I will be retiring it at the end of this month. So it's October 2021 as we are, as I'm speaking. Uh, if you go to theovernighttrainer.com and scroll to the bottom of the page, uh, you can download that niche guide. I do also have a episode, I believe for correct me if I'm wrong, but it's all about finding your niche in the L&D space. And I suggest you listen to that if you haven't already, because if you try to skip the step, and trust me, I've tried to skip the step myself and with clients before. It never, ever, ever works, right? You don't know what you're marketing if you don't have a product. And you can't figure out your product if you don't know what your niche is, right? Your niche is you. It's you, what you bring to the table. So that's the first part of it, really getting crystal clear on the product, which is you, which is identifying the right role that you belong in. The next part of it then is the right company, right? Figuring out who your target audience is. What type of company do you wanna work for? Is it big or is it small? Does it do anything in particular? What kind of values does it have? What does your relationship with your boss look like? You know, there's so many questions to think about when you think about right company. And it's not picking a specific one, right? I have people all the time who say, I wanna work for Disney, which is awesome. No shade on Disney. My boyfriend worked there, no shade, right? But what I encourage you to do is if you have an instant pull towards a certain company at Disney or a Netflix or a Facebook, right? Pulling the curtain back a little bit and saying, okay, what is it about those companies? What values do they have? What type of organization are they? How are they structured? Getting clear on why those are your top companies or the quote unquote right company for you and getting clear on that. So when you know the right company, then you can start to think about, okay, who's, who's the recruiters here? And not actually like, specifically finding names, but which you can in a, in a minute, we'll get to that, but getting super clear on what, what type of people work here, what's their background, what are their values? So as you start to connect with people who work at these companies or companies like your dream companies, and you're having conversations with people, you know exactly what you're getting into, right? That like-minded people, shared values, getting really, really clear on who your audience is. All of this is part of a, a learning experience for you. And part of what I talk about in the niche guide, which is niche guide, which is step five, which is your proof of concept. 
So once you've figured out your right role at your right company, what you think that looks like for you, it's going and talking to people in those roles at those types of companies to confirm. And what you do within that is now you're already starting to create this network and build this network. And you're creating an audience right, of, of people who you want to target. And what I see people make a big mis- what I see one of the one of the biggest mistakes I see is that people with their LinkedIn especially hit all the angles and have just this really 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 wide network and cast a really big net uh, a really big net on the network not no pun intended there um, but cast a wide net around it. And while there are benefits to that, right, there are more benefits to having a more curated network. I say it often, your network is your net worth. It really, I know it's so cheesy, but it is true. At least half of my clients get their new full-time roles because they have established a network that is working for them. It is their target audience. They are in alignment. And so I have another podcast episode. I cannot remember the number of it for the life of me. I should have prepared that. Uh, But it's all about networking and the power of thirds. And I'll give you a quick synopsis and you can go back and listen to that episode. But I talk about how a third of your network should be people who are in the same type of situation as you. So same type of roles that you have now or role that you're maybe trying to get into. So you're learning from them, you're experiencing things at the same time, and you have that network of like-minded people in that same space as you. Your next third of your network should be people who are one to two levels above you. Again, now this is your target audience. These are the people who you want to see your profile, who you want to see your content or whatever it is you're posting on LinkedIn. And so these are people who are in hiring manager positions or VP positions, right? Who's a a level or a level above that person and start to connect with people who, again, are at the types of companies you want to work for. It doesn't mean going through Disney and adding every single person that works at Disney. It's saying, wow, Disney really values family and family is an important value of mine. Here are 50 companies that also value family. I'm going to start connecting with people who are in a director of L&D role at these types of companies. And so creating that, that network for you is that next third and that's your target audience. Why it's so important to understand going back the right role at the right company, what that looks like for you. Because without doing that, it's really hard to figure out, okay, who is that target audience? And then your third part of your of the thirds, of the rule of thirds, is anyone who brings you inspiration, joy, doesn't have to be learning and development related at all, just what what inspires you. And so there's a whole episode on that. I'll I'll let you go go listen to that. But going back here, remember, you really, really want to be the specialty store, the boutique. You don't want the recruiter walking into your gigantic department store of a resume or department store of a LinkedIn profile or hiring manager walking in and being very unclear about what it is you actually do offer, right? It's very unlikely they're going to walk in and say, okay, wow, yeah, I'm going to spend the hour and a half, two hours walking around this whole store, hoping I see something that I want or need. Versus I know I need something, this boutique has it, I'm gonna go right over there and I'm gonna get it right away, in and out. And there is a statistic, you know, they say recruiters spend under 10 seconds looking at your resume. 
And that's why in my one-on-one coaching and in my group coaching, we spend a lot of time thinking, looking at how do we create these resumes that are super in alignment so that way when they do get glanced at, they are being taken very seriously and are being moved to the next round. So I know it's kind of a lot of information to to take in. And again, it's something we do spend a lot of time in in one-on-one coaching. So if you do need more support in this and if you feel that marketing is an area that you need help in, I want you to ask yourself, am I clear on my niche? Because oftentimes, if you're not clear on your niche, everything else is so much harder. It's so much harder to write your resume. It's so much harder to write your cover letter. It's so much harder to network. It's so much harder to market yourself. It just becomes so much more of a challenge. So doing the niche work isn't easy. It's challenging. It doesn't happen overnight. It takes at a minimum a week or two weeks to really get clear on it. And that's at a minimum. It's at a minimum with like working one-on-one with someone. So give yourself the grace around that, but just know that the, the more you put that work in in the beginning, the easier it becomes to market yourself because you're just, you're, you're, you have the framework laid for you. You know exactly what your product is and exactly who you're marketing to. And it streamlines everything for you. So again, if you think you have a marketing problem before you start to get someone to rewrite your resume or take a boot camp class or do all of those things, I want you to back up like six steps <laughs> and get super clear and say, do I know what my niche is? Do I know what the right role and the skills and the interests and all the things that go into that. I know what the right role at the right company looks like. Can I articulate that? If you cannot articulate that, you don't have a niche. All right, so I hope that was helpful. Uh, If you thought you had a marketing problem and now you're realizing that it's just a niche problem, remember, I do have that niche guide. You can go to my website, theovernighttrainer.com, scroll down to the bottom. You can download it through the end of October. After that, it will be retired. Uh, I have some new content coming out. Uh, some fun stuff will be coming out around the niche as well. So it's not the not the end of it, just the retirement of that program or of, the, of, that, of that free document. So feel free to download that, put it to great use. Let me know how it works for you and if it's helped ease your marketing troubles. Thank you so much for listening to today's episode. If it resonated with you in any way, please let me know by subscribing, liking, and leaving a review. I'd love to hear from you on how you're using these tools as well as what you want to hear more of. So connect with me on LinkedIn at Sarah Canistra, send me a DM, or email me at hello at theovernighttrainer.com. I can't wait to hear from you. And until next week, stay learning.